Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Karen Conrad and I'm so grateful that you joined us today. We are continuing on the topic of God's timing in business. And I'm joined by my husband, David Metcalf. Hey, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining Karen and I. This is going to be awesome. You know, I am really grateful for the teaching that we are able to provide through Wealth Builders on such a variety of topics. And I always want to just bring it back to Billy and Becky with their um, commitment and their desire to just really help all of us to grow in the area of wealth building and business is a big part of it. And timing of things is really important. And so I'm pretty excited, Dave, because we are starting on the purpose components, which part of that is time. And you've got an amazing analogy to share with people. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you to get started. Well, thank you very much, Karen. And you know, you're joining us just in the nick of time. (laughs) It's all these things we have about time because we think about time. We think about time passing time lost. But you know, with God, time is always relevant because he's doing something in our life. He's doing something mm-hmm. purposeful that we might describe as the will of God. And if you think about a like a stool that you sit on, mm-hmm. the stool has four legs and God begins to release his plans and purposes very specifically through four legs to stand on, or actually in this case, sit on. And the first one is the what, like the vision. What is the vision that's going to fulfill the will of God in your life? You've got to have that together. And you you get that by actually coming to Jesus, hearing his voice, and you begin to act on the words that you're hearing. And in that action, he begins to break down to you how you're going to accomplish the vision, which is like the methodology. Mm -hmm when you're going to do it, which is the time, and then who you're going to do it with. Now, we say who you're going to do it with because God is all about relationship. He's always thinking about the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're fitted and joined together, and he wants us to like see in part, hear in part, and then rely upon the other parts to get their part from God, mm-hmm. put it all together, and it's pretty powerful. So those would be the four major components. And together... You can sit on that. But you can imagine if you're sitting on a stool, like I'm sitting on a chair right now, mm-hmm. and if one of those legs got taken away, yes. I'd, I'd be like on the floor. Yeah, so it's just like all four of these things come together. They're very important. And uh, so I'm excited to hear about you know the additional items that you have to share with us on the purpose components. And I think you're going to talk about seasons, which is really um, beneficial too, because we go through seasons in life and we need to understand the timing of those seasons. Yeah, the timing is so important. And to realize that with God's purpose, the will of God in our life, that the evil one, Satan, is at the doorway 
of destiny. Mm -hmm. And if he can get you to get one of those legs Mm -hmm. out of alignment, like if he can get you to jump and do something too fast, you're going to, you know, possibly get a bad result. Or if he can get you to do it the wrong way, Mm -hmm. you can get a bad result. Or if he can somehow get you to get involved with other people mm-hmm. where they're not supposed to be a part of this at all or part of what God's saying. Yeah. Or if he can alter the vision by putting questions in your mind and causing you to step back from what you actually heard, then all these parts are really important as you go into the season of that word being released. And so that's something to kind of keep in mind. What we'd like to talk about is the idea of seasons. And seasons, when we talked about in the first episode, yeah. There is a time and a season that each has a purpose. That was Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So we're really sensitive about the idea of how God uses seasons in our life to accomplish something. And sometimes we want to start a season and we want to see instant results, but we don't always see instant results. Right. Very, actually, rarely do we see instant results. Right. But we like instant results. Well, we do. And I think part of that too, and this is probably a whole nother teaching, is sometimes when we see instant results, it's not from the action we took right at that time. It's from seed that we've sown that's created the ability to have that, that, the opportunity for that harvest. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I think sometimes in the world that we live in, we like to see things sped up, mm-hmm. you know, like we have a microwave. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that we can wind that thing up and go ding pretty fast yes, or go to the drive up window yep. and just get our order done. Right. And we don't realize that sometimes there's a season and that's what we want to talk about the mm-hmm. seasons in life and how they're really beautiful. They're designed by God and they're in the natural and then they're also in the spiritual. So as we talk about the seasons of God, we want to, first of all, I idealize this um, season And for you listening, if you can imagine the four elements of spring, summer, and then you've got fall and you've got winter, those are the cycles that Mm -hmm. we go through. And depending on where you live, some of those are more pronounced than others. So God introduces to us in our life um, ideas, and he helps us identify this is an idea that we're going to seize upon, and that goes into the spring, which is a seed that's planted, and it's not bearing fruit yet. But it's our responsibility, like Billy talks about, to guard that seed. Mm -hmm. The seed goes into the ground, we guard it, and then we nurture it along until it actually begins to like go into a plant or a process where we can see that, hey, this is actually happening. That's summertime. And yet it's still not the harvest time, but it's something that we protect. And we do that by watching. Jesus said to watch and pray, to be alert to stand guard, to keep our shield of faith active, because the enemy will come in during this time when you can't see anything. Sometimes it's even under the ground. And the fiery darts start coming, and that shield of faith, a belief in God that I know this is a word that God gave me. And I maybe I can't see anything right now, but I know that this is something that God gave me. I'm excited about it, and I'm going to build through this season. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think, too, with seasons, we we need to recognize when the opportunities come, and we also need to recognize when God is done with a season, mm-hmm. and all that has to do with timing. Yeah, some of the things that are done, I mean, you can imagine years ago, we used to have something called a VHS video cassette. Yes. We don't have those anymore. No. I, I've actually got a few of them <laughs> in a box. 
I'm not sure how I'd play them, but that is definitely not in springtime. That VHS video is in a uh, winter. Definitely in winter. It's done. It's yes. over. But it's amazing how sometimes things happen in life where it's really over, mm-hmm. it's really winter, and we still want to like hang on to it. We do. And I think sometimes that happens because we've seen a measure of success in it or it's comfortable. Um, but when we actually seek the Lord and ask him to show us those seasons, you know, he's always calling us up to a higher level. And so we have to be willing to let go of some things to be able to grab hold of new things. Mm -hmm. Billy says it this way, you know, when you really hit that point of maybe you know total success, but a sign of success is you have to start to say no to good things, to say yes to God things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then let's put this in a business context mm-hmm. <clears throat> because God is very business oriented. He is. He's productive. Every seed that he gives has the productivity potential of an incredible orchard. Mm-hmm. So let's put this in a business perspective. If you have a business... You could meet with your team, and what you could actually do is you could plot the current life like relevance. Where is every product, everything that we offer as a company, every service, every offering as an organization? Where are our products, our service offerings, everything that we're doing? Not people, just what we're offering as a company. You could actually plot it, and you could plot those things in spring, Like, is this something that we need to give attention to, give resources, hit the accelerator? Is this something in summer that we need to actually prepare? This is going to produce results here, and we're going to begin to reap. We've been building, but now we're going to begin to reap what we've gotten Mm -hmm. as a business. And that helps prepare for what does it mean to be prepared for like a reaping time? Mm -hmm. Because in the early stages, you're protecting, you're giving money, you're marketing, you're developing business plans, maybe you're putting finances together, but now it's starting to come to a place where it's going to actually produce. And the key is to watch the plateaus because the plateaus are where you begin to discover the activity relevance of how long is this going to go on. And for example, in software, they watch plateaus very carefully. And that's why we come out with new versions. We get a, a new update. You like open up your phone and there's a new version that they want you to download because they've realized they hit the plateau in one area. But now with this new version, we've taken care of the bugs And we've also given some features, and now there's a new harvest coming. So that's really important. Yeah, that's really good. So the next thing that we're talking about is um, really understanding, too, what are some of the indicators of being in the different seasons? And so we've got some things here, Dave, that you're going to share how to recognize when we're in those different seasons. Sure. A couple of these things we've talked about already Uh, One is the springtime. This is where you put your foot on the gas pedal and you are accelerating. You're putting resources into this. You're giving time and attention. It's not something that's happening by itself. You're putting investment. And even on a spiritual level, you're praying. You're watching, you're praying, and you're wanting to um, have the Holy Spirit guide and direct you through this because quite often in the springtime, the other areas formulate of who you're doing this with and the methodology, the timing. So springtime is really important. And then we get into summer, like we talked about, the boom time. 
This is when things are really taking off. And it's like the corn. I'm thinking about you growing up in Minnesota. And there's a certain time in July where corn hits a certain height. And you can tell, okay, by this time in July, knee high or whatever that's saying. Yeah, knee high by the 4th of July. (laughs) It's kind of an indicator that this is going somewhere. And that same thing is true for your business. You you can begin to see where there's a summer boom time happening and you're preparing to move into that plateau that's going to really produce the results. And then in the fall, the fall is where you see the deceleration. Things are beginning to decline a little bit. And this is an area that I think business people need to be aware of because you may think, well, I think it's going to tank. I think it's going to go into winter. It's over. But maybe it's really not. Mm -hmm. Maybe what you do is you actually repurpose it and you shine it up a little bit and you put it back into spring Mm -hmm. and you give it some attention Mm -hmm. and you realize, oh, maybe we have another market. You do a market analysis and you realize that where we were positioned before, we can actually jump back over here in another market and we can begin to take it into a boom time again. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that is key is to be able to recognize a time where you need to be done with something, but also there are opportunities to repurpose things or refresh it and not just do away with it. And that, of course, is like seeking the Lord on it. And also just, you know, really a team. When you have a team, it's like, hey, what do you see about this? Getting feedback. Do you think that this product is something that we should pursue or do you think this is something we need to be done or how can we revamp it so that it is very relevant for today? Yes. And then every company needs a pipeline. They need something feeding into the company because every company's goal is to profit and to grow. Right. You want to profit on what you have, but you want to grow. Mm -hmm. You want to actually increase your, your offerings, your products and the value proposition of the company. And one of the ways that you do that, now we're going to talk about, is actually the pipeline. Pipeline is really exciting. The pipeline, you could do this with your employees. You could sit down with your employees and you could ask, what are some of the ideas that we're just sensing? We're, we, we have an idea that uh, it could be anything. And this is where you want to make it a fun event. This is where employees sit down. It's a good time. Maybe you're having pizza And no matter what they say, you write it up. You don't get into the weeds. You don't talk about why it wouldn't work. You don't refine it. You just put any idea up there. This is what we're sensing. And then you get this long list. That's kind of like a sensing list. Mm -hmm. And then you ask the question, okay, out of all of this, what could we actually seize upon that we could put into the pipeline of spring and plant that and give it some time, attention, maybe development, build our marketing around an Mm -hmm. idea so we can get ahead of the curve what is an idea that we could really like really seize on? One of the examples I love to give is uh, Walt Disney. Walt Disney, when he was alive, he had an idea drawer that actually his brother Roy came up with <laughs> because Walt Disney had so many ideas that he was sensing that the company, Disney at that time, couldn't seize upon them all. They were like overwhelmed by the creativity of Walt Disney. He was an amazing guy. Yes. And so what they did is they developed a sensing drawer and they put all his ideas in the drawer And then when they got products successfully executed, you go through an execution cycle of creation to advancing the idea, refining a bit, and then execution. When they got something through that execution part, they'd come back to the drawer and they go, okay, what are we going to pull out of the drawer now? And one of my favorites is the um, Abraham Lincoln robot that was in California. I saw it as a kid. 
Walt Disney had the idea more than five years, maybe six years before they had the technology to make it happen. So in that case, the technology had to catch up with the idea that they were sensing. When the technology hit, how, that's part of the how. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? How are we doing it? When are we doing it? Well, in this case, the how actually played a role in the time activation because now technology became available that we could do it. And they put the robot together. Now you can go see the robot Abraham Lincoln with a little dog wagging his tail. That is so awesome. Wow, Dave. Okay, what else do you have for us on timing? Well, the timing part too, when you're seizing an idea, just to mention before we, we jump on, is that this is where you can beta test a little bit. You can talk about, okay, is this something that fits us? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it complementary? How does that work? So it you don't have to seize on, just do it. You want to beta test it, talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit, and then kind of work on that kind of structure. Well, the other timing we'd like to talk about uh, is transition mm-hmm. time. Transition time is so frustrating, (laughs) unless you know it's transition time. It's so true. Transition time, if you can imagine, there's a clear ending. And with transition time, there's a new beginning. Mm -hmm. But change, which is quite often instant or short, has a transition time that's longer. So like, for example, our daughter Sierra just recently gave birth to a baby. That was a change. She went from carrying a child to burying a child. So that happened within a couple hours. She's pretty lucky. But now the transition is getting your head and your heart around the new child entering our lives. And what does this mean for sleep and eating? And I thought it was kind of funny because Mateo drew a map of the house to give to the new baby. Mm -hmm. That's our five-year-old grandson, right? And he wanted to show like the new baby, like here's where you get things around the house. and (laughs) And then another time example is our son Levi. Levi The change was pretty brief. He got down on one knee and he proposed to Carly and Carly accepted his proposal. They're going to get married. So they have a clear ending. We're we're no longer singles. We're in a new beginning. Mm -hmm. We're going to be married in May. And then now there's a transition time of getting our heads and our hearts around. What does it mean to actually like move towards this? Well, in a business context, it's the same thing that happens. Change can be short. But transition takes the time. And if you don't know that your head and your emotions have to get around something, it can really trip you up Mm -hmm. because you may be wanting to get through it quicker than what you thought, or you may want to avoid it. Like sometimes people like to avoid things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about it. You know, it's like, oh, let's just not think about that. (laughs) Or let's go back to the way it was and they don't accept the new beginning. Yeah. And so that transition time can be really a struggle but it's something you don't want to stay stuck in. If you're walking through it, don't stick there. Don't get yes. stuck. Keep moving. Yeah, that's really good. I think too, there, you know, when we there are always transitions. When we're growing with God, we're not going to just stay in the same place. And um when we like yield to that and we just ask God to help us, like we want to do all God's called us to do and to really fulfill our purpose, we have to realize there's always going to be, I call it promotions, but those promotions sometimes can be uncomfortable because you're letting go of the things that you're comfortable with. You're having to press through some things to go to the next level. Should we talk about another time? Sure. Another time is serendipity time. Yes. This is actually one of my favorites. (laughs) Serendipity is a word that uh, you can't find in the Bible, but the principle is in the Bible. 
And it's essentially making a fortunate discovery while you're doing life. And it just seems like a coincidence. Yes. A coincidence. But it's not. It's not. So you have Moses who's out doing something with animals, I think sheep or something, Mm -hmm. and there's a burning bush. Now, is that a coincidence or is that a godsidence? Yeah. So their God is he's talking in a bush or it's David working in his business as a, a shepherd and he gets called in to be anointed the king of Israel. Like, what a surprise. He wasn't looking for it. He was just doing life. But this is actually something that God works in our lives. It's serendipity time. And it's a time that applies to our diligence of walking with the Lord and we're seeking first his kingdom. And then he adds something to us. And that seems like, wow, I wasn't even expecting that. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of serendipity. And so it's a surprise to us. We're like, wow, we weren't thinking of that. But God comes along. And this is something that people in business could slow down and just watch for the intersections of time. Mm-hmm. Because there's chronological time that we're like operating in more normally. But then there's a Kairos time which is a spiritual intersection of time where God is making a statement. And this is the time of serendipity where he's like, we're doing life, but he brings something in our path and we realize God is doing this on our behalf. Wow. That's so great. And uh, I think that is one of the things too, to be aware of because if we're expecting that from God, when we see things like that show up, we are going to be more aware of it and be able to accept it and then kind of d- discern what it is that he has us doing or the direction that he wants us to go. Yeah. And this can show up in so many different ways. In the Old Testament, it talks about there's a time coming actually where the plowman would overtake the sower. It's instant results. Wow. Instant results. And sometimes we don't think about instant results. Mm-hmm. We think, well, we got to wait for time. Yep. But there's accelerations of time mm-hmm. where we're just going about what we're doing and God accelerates the time. And we realize that's one of the benefits. Like even mm-hmm. Jacob, when he was farming, he did like a hundred times better in a time of drought. And uh, it's really amazing to look at these stories where God accelerates time. Wow, that is so awesome, Dave. All right. Well, great. I think you're going to finish up with one little note here on spiritual time, but this is so helpful. This is like something that helps us to walk through, recognize things and realize that there is a time and a season Mm -hmm. that has a purpose. That has a purpose. That's awesome. Sometimes we're asking God, okay, I'm in this tough time. What's your purpose? (laughs) What is the purpose? Yes. Yes. And uh, that's a good question to ask. I, I think I'd like I'd love to close with the idea of Acts chapter two, because there are some business nuggets in what Peter said about the Holy Spirit showing up. And one of the things that he said is that when the Holy Spirit comes in these end times, that one of the things that would happen to us is that we would have visions and dream dreams. And we mentioned this like last time, but to reiterate the idea that dreams are so powerful and for people to really go before the Lord, like we mentioned last time, mm-hmm. and just say, God, yeah, you have my nightlife and I, I open my heart up to you. I want to have a dream or I want to have a vision. There's an um, article I was reading about a guy who invented a bow. It's really popular now. It's a compound bow 
and the McPherson bow. Many of you are probably or have maybe heard about if you're in the hunting world like Texas. But this guy was spending time with God and God told him, I have a better idea for a bow and dropped literally a vision in front of him that he was awake. Mm -hmm. But he saw a vision of how to design a compound bow that was not on the market. It's now on the market and it does incredibly well. And then he got another idea for a guitar that is built completely different. But people are really into this. And it all came from, hey, God, I'd just like you to like give me a vision. And I think the beauty of, of business with God is that he partners with us and he gives us these incredible nuggets, these ideas. And so the vision time is really big. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for your insight on timing. This has been great. And thank you, all of you that are listening, that tune in each week. We appreciate you so much. Billy and Becky really look at you as our family. Um, I love that. Like uh, Becky's like, it's our family, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really is. We are actually at the time of this recording, we're on site at the Wealth Builders Conference. So many of you are here we just believe this is going to be a great weekend, um, but we want to thank you so much for for tuning in and being a part of all that God has happening in this area of building wealth for the kingdom of God. Okay, that was a little bit of a teaser. So if they're <laughs> listening to this, they're wondering, wow, what happened yes. in that time? Yes. How would they like check it out? Well, you could, um, you actually could inquire on getting the live stream for it. But we've got a workshop coming up in April that's going to be, you know, obviously a lot of the same group of people. So if you're interested in that, that's coming up April 28th to the 30th. And uh, just like check out online because we're going to post some things uh, on Facebook where Billy's teaching Friday night and he's just got a new message we're super excited about. And you'll be able to take a glimpse at some of the other speakers. You can also purchase the USB if you miss this and you're listening to it and you want to be a part of it. You can go to wealthbuilders.org and go to the shop and you can order the USB so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.